I don't know. I have a good feeling about this. Hey Tyler, how's it going? I'm doing all right, man. I cut my finger, but otherwise I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, better than you. <laughs> Purely on the basis that I, I'm not wounded. Speaking of wounds... Uh, let's talk about Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. <laughs> welcome! How's that? How's that for a segue? <laughs> uh, so yeah, welcome to I Have a Good Feeling About This. We're discussing Star Wars with Tyler, who has not seen Star Wars until he was a grown man, uh, and then recently binged through them all, took some notes. So we're getting the perspective of someone that has not grown up with Star Wars, uh, having it be part of their pop cultural education. Today, again, we are discussing Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Originally released in 1983, uh, directed by Richard Marquand, and story by George Lucas, of course, the visionary behind Star Wars. Let's start with our beginning question that we normally ask. And is there anything from this movie that stuck out from any blips that you saw before now? Yeah, I think we could almost rename this segment to Tyler, which Lego set did you have of this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what it is. I had the speeder bike set with the stormtroopers and such a cool set. I love the speeder bikes, even in the movies. I love the speeder bikes. I just think they look cool. Speeder bikes are awesome. And the Stormtrooper helmets were different. I don't know why they're different, but I thought they, I don't know, they had their own unique cool factor to them that I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed as a Lego set. Boba Fett definitely gets eaten by the sand Venus flytrap, whatever that thing is. (laughs) The Sarlacc, yeah. There is no question that he survives that yet like we mentioned last week he does and i i just don't get it um it doesn't make sense to me because it is it is very clear that that he gets ed up by that big flower Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm sure when the book of boba fett as it is i think tentatively titled is released in december we'll we'll find out uh more of how he survived um, I don't have much more to say about that scene other than one Wilhelm scream is more than enough Wilhelm screams. Ah! And I think that scene <laughs> had too many. <laughs> there, there were so many Wilhelm screams in that scene. Just that scene, not the movie, just that scene um, that it was, it was a little distracting from the overall gravity of the of the situation that was happening. I think every person who fell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everybody. Uh, and then Boba Fett gets uh, eaten after being shot by a blind guy. So, you know, the the consideration that he's this BA this whole time is, uh, is, is strange to me because it's all based just on extended canon and nothing to do with, like, the actual movie itself. Because in the movies, he's pretty boring, really. He's got jetpack. He looks cool. Yeah. Definitely a cool character design, but not a standout character other than just looking cool. Cool toy, I'm sure, was a lot of it. Definitely. And everybody played their own adventures with their little Boba Fett toy. So. Yeah. So at Jabba's Palace is just a plethora 
of new alien creatures. They really went all in on new critters running around and new types of aliens that we didn't really see in the other films. Yeah. Bunch of creature workshop type stuff. Any standouts from that for you? I really don't like the rat thing that sits on top of Jabba. Ah, so, salacious B. Crumb. Yeah, uh, don't don't like him. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. I do. I do not <laughs> like that thing. Ugh. It, it's just it's that character that you know is there just to hate. You know, it, it was placed there knowing that no one's gonna like this guy. Maybe like a Jabba C. P. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> So Jabba is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> the puppetry on him is pitch perfect as well because it's just the grossest. Like he's the most textured, like you can smell him through the screen. It's disgusting. I hate Jabba, but I, I love Jabba. <laughs> I guess I just don't like those scenes. They just, I, cause I do feel icky of, of, about them. It mm-hmm. just it feels like a dirty place that they are in. It's like I hope they get out. It's like Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they get out soon is what is what I keep on hoping. You're you're right. Like you can totally smell it. Like, oh I've I have i been there. <laughs> 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 I've walked by that place. Viva Las Vegas. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite creature walking around. I I really like Salacious Beakrum, if only because he has a middle initial and few characters otherwise do. Um, I really like Max Rebo as well, Uh, kind of blue elephant looking guy. That's the house band there. I really like him. Oh, okay. Okay. He's a standout alien for me. So Luke walks in as a Jedi. We get we get our first like full Jedi Luke. Oh yeah, we do. Right? He's 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 all in garb. He kind of force chokes off the little pig fellas. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the green lightsaber, which at the time was the only green lightsaber. So why does it change? Because he gets his hand chopped off. I mean, I do have questions about lightsabers throughout the saga not necessarily with this one i guess at this point i feel like i've been led to believe that they're just electronics that anyone can use because when luke is first introduced to a lightsaber by obi-wan he just immediately turns on the lightsaber i guess as a kid, I always thought like you had to have the force in order to use a lightsaber. But then mm. rewatching movie or watching the second movie, yeah, Han Han ignites it. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so then the third one's, you know, I didn't take any notes on this, but for me, it's it's just imposing this thought that it's just an electronic that anyone can use. It doesn't require any skill set or any belief system. Okay, you were disappointed that it wasn't some sort of special, like only Jedi can use it. But that's what the first movie, that's that's Star Wars, right? Luke turns it on right away. And I was like, oh, I thought it was a little harder than that. Um, yeah. And so I guess by episode six, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's just electronics. Cool. You got the newest model, you know. Oh, they come in green now. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, jumping forward back to Yoda. I wrote down a note on here. I said, Yoda's full of it. 
Last time we were with Yoda, he says there's one more that he could train. Now he's saying Luke is the last, but he can't be the last unless he proves himself and potentially dies. So I am just having a hard time with anything that Yoda is saying right now. Many good points. I can't remember exactly what what is going on there and what exactly the dialogue is, but um, that is an interesting point. And I think I kind of mentioned last episode in this one or in that one, it seems like Yoda is already like 100% certain about what's going on, at least what he perceives Luke needs to do. And and later, as we get into the, the movie, the Emperor is 100% sure what Luke is going to do, it seems like. So it's like everybody has already kind of made up Luke's mind for him, but he yeah. hasn't done or said anything yet. That That is a really good point. I guess it just more or less makes me angry that Yoda, who I feel like I'm being led to believe is like the pinnacle of good guy, mm-hmm. is is telling his trainee that he's going to fail, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's no room for mistakes. Like this is, it's, it's all or nothing. And by the way, you've already lost, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it feels very defeatist. And it's Yoda. If I remember correctly, he like actively like laughs at Luke saying, then I am a Jedi. (laughs) something like he laughs in his face like yeah you don't don't even know man i fought in space nom in the clone wars (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah i guess i guess the the trainer in me wants yoda to be better okay yeah yeah that's true yeah as a because you you're a you're a uh, police dispatch trainer yeah that's a that's that's an interesting point and uh definitely a failing of of yoda's um making him more of a great character like we like we discussed um previously uh, he's not all good and just in general the jedi who we're told are, are the peacekeepers of the galaxy not all good at all definitely have lots of trappings <laughs> of their own that they fall into it definitely shows itself more in later slash earlier episodes mm-hmm. right but you know without yoda we probably wouldn't have had darth vader um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Good job, Yoda. <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. <laughs> do the guys in the red dresses do anything? Darth Vader's entourage? Uh, so those are Imperial guards. Those are the Emperor's guards. Oh, so they're not for Darth Vader at all. No. They just follow him around because he is of the Empire? I I mean, I don't remember them following him around other than in this one. Like, And they're, oh. they're just there as like the Emperor's prep posse, maybe, or something. I don't, I don't know. They seem to be more or less hype men because i don't i don't think we see them fight do we nope they're just there are they referred to as the imperial guard in the movie no so you just know that because you know that i just know that yeah toys i don't know i mean okay (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) A, a, a lot of any star wars knowledge that i have really probably comes from like seeing the name on a toy and getting the toy and anything expanded past the gotcha. movies itself you know yeah i um we we talked about this last week but the way that george lucas tells his story is so great because he's just putting you in the middle of this story that really the only explanation that you're getting of what's going on is the 
chapter you have to read before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. But I think it does get to be distracting sometimes because there is so much unknown for someone who is casual viewer. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of the times, you know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, who are these people? What is this side doing? It It, it is hard to follow along sometimes. One of my favorite lines, I think, and all of Star Wars happens when the team splits up and they're heading to Endor uh, and they're flying in the stolen Imperial shuttle. And Han is like, I don't know. Fly casual. Just the <laughs> the impossibility yeah. of what, what Han wants from, yeah. <laughs> from him. It just really tickles me. Uh, it's one of, it's one of my favorite bits. So <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a good line. I would say as far as interactions go, I I'm not going to hate on C3PO. He's just doing what he's told to do. But for me the comedy value, a lot of it comes from just the way Han does things and, yeah. and the way he interacts with people. I mean, Harrison Ford is just such a, you know, a good actor and so I think he is perfectly cast for this role. I'm sure other people believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hot controversial take. Harrison Ford <laughs> is excellent. Uh, you know, I don't want to start anything. I don't want, you know, don't at me on the internet or anything, but I'm here to say it. I think it needs said Harrison Ford. Good actor. You know, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> um, so we land on indoor and, we get the sweet speeder bike chase. And then our team gets split up again, as they are wont to do. Um, and Leia ends up with the Ewoks. Yep. And our other boys in blue or green, as it were, end up in in a net, right? Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, Luke, that thing you literally can summon with your mind. Let me grab it for you. <laughs> okay (laughs) good point (laughs) to 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 his credit i you know it they they weren't quite using the telekinesis level of stuff as often early on yes but even you just said that the movie kind of or at least the introduction of luke opens up with him using telekinesis right on what force choking some pigs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does that, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. And and he pulls a gun out of someone's hand to shoot Jabba before he's stopped. Yeah. It seemed a little... I don't know. It's nitpicky, it was, it was a little... but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Ewoks. What do you think of Ewoks? A TV show that I enjoy is How I Met Your Mother. And Barney Stinson says that he can determine how old someone is by if they think Ewoks are cute. Ultimately, Ewoks split Star Wars fandom into two camps. Those born before and those born after May 25th, 1973. The Ewok line. Anyone born on this side of the Ewok line was at least 10 years old when Jedi came out. And thus, 
too old for something so cloying and cute. Anyone born on this side loved the Ewoks because, why? They reminded you of? Our teddies. They reminded you of your teddies. Thank you, Gina. I think they're weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not seeing them as a child. There's a bigger one that I think you see in a wide shot towards the end that I was like, you know what? Out of all the Ewoks, I really like that one, but I can't picture him in my mind right now. <laughs> so you got a specific Ewok that's your, that's your boy, the rest. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ewoks, they're fine. They end up being helpful. I, I love that the traps they set like seem to be built around the the fact that there's speeder bikes in the area. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I took from that is that they've already been having problems with the Empire. <laughs> and so they're ready to go hunt some troopers. What the That's a it's so a good that's a I, good thought. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Uh, just in general, I like the Ewoks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am not an Ewok hater by any means. I was well within the demographic when the movies re-released, especially, at, you know, in 97. Um, I was like five or six. So they were, they were everything to me. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah. And actually, I believe Return of the Jedi is the first Star Wars movie that I remember seeing in theater. And that was when they were when they re-released, and I, I I remember going to see that one with my dad, and that's that's the first Star Wars movie I remember seeing in theaters specifically. So cool. yeah, the Ewoks, the, those are my those are my jam. Always call them the teddy bears, just because little little yeah, bear people. Yeah, the teddy bears with weird eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's the eyes that that get me. But yeah, yeah. well, and they they blink now, which is something. A fairly recent uh, edition, whenever they released Star Wars on Blu-ray, um, that was the latest touch-ups to the movies that okay. Lucas did was, yeah, the Ewoks blink. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Ewoks. <laughs> That's awesome. Ewoks, thumbs up for me, thumbs to the side for you. Uh, <laughs> you could do without them. I really like the baby Ewoks, especially. I think they're real cute. Carried in their little Bjorns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give them all a little hug. I like that C-3PO is, he speaks Ewok. That's one of his six million forms of communication or whatever. <laughs> he speaks Ewok and he tells a story using audio bits much like this. Toronto, gosh. Master Luke and Jiminy Chudu. <laughs> you know, um, we all know I'm not a fan of C-3PO, but I do like him as a device, just as the Jawas or the or the Wells Fargo wagon that you can get whatever can be found on a desolate sand planet. Um, <laughs> C-3PO has all of the different languages in the galaxy. I like him as a storytelling device because clearly that's what he's there for. They don't really use him for that. He just, he's just like, oh yeah, remember guys, that's what I do. It's like, oh yeah, that's why we keep you around. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> right when they're about to blast them every time. A lot of frequent, like, why did we bring C-3PO? He's loud. This is a covert mission. <laughs> How rude. This movie 
also sees the intro of my favorite character in all of Star Wars, uh, Admiral Akbar. There's a trap. Or it's a trap. That's a trap. Yeah. Yes. His infamous line, there is a trap. <laughs> there is a trap. He's just really good at spotting him, not alerting us to them, but he can see him a mile away. It's those big side eyes. Of <laughs> He's there is a trap. He's up there in the crow's nest of the spaceships. So I, I'm a big fan of Admiral Akbar for no other reason than I just like his character design and I collect um, Admiral Akbar action figures. I have ones dating back to 83 when it came out. I have one of the original 83 Admiral Akbar action figures. Uh, wow. Because I, I really freaking love Admiral Akbar. That's cool, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's just a character that spoke to me (laughs) and yeah big big akbar fan that's great i mean i knew that you liked admiral akbar i didn't i didn't realize it was uh to that extent that's that's cool yeah i have him tattooed on my back i have a tramp stamp of the quote it's a tramp on my back (laughs) and it's akbar (laughs) awesome You know, I don't have a ton of notes for this, but my my main, what I kind of took home was, like, everyone's rooting for Vader. You know, you really see the shift. At least that's, that's how I'm perceiving it, is you, you see the shift from the bad guy to, you know, okay, so he's Luke's dad, but he's still a bad guy, into this one, like, well, he's a bad guy, but he's Luke's dad. You know, mm-hmm. it shifts and... I don't know. I just, I really wanted to see him like pull through and blow up the emperor. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a, that's also, you know, a shift within the story too, is we, we see Luke coming to terms where in, in, in empire we're dealing with the shock of, Oh, Oh my gosh, my father is space Hitler. And, and then, so we come around to this one and he's like, but he's my dad. So he's, he's striving to bridge that familial love that he has you know, for, for his father or desire to, to have a father, be it, you know, like a force sense thing. He's, he's trying to reach out through the force and sense like what good is in him. And this one, we see Darth Vader talk to Luke as more of a equal and less as a, I can, I can turn my son or whatever. Like we see him talk to Luke and he's like, it is too late for me, son. I, doubting himself the same way Luke was doubting himself in Empire. I I can't change because I'm so entrenched in the dark side. I'm so under the Emperor's hook. Yeah. You know, I I don't want this for you, but I don't have a choice kind of thing. I don't know. There's a a lot of stuff to be read into, I think, between, like you said, the way the audience perceives it, the way Luke then starts to perceive him. So you start rooting for Vader to overcome the dark side. This movie also saw the, like, big introduction of that you know where we we fully meet the emperor <laughs> i i don't care for the makeup i um <laughs> they made him too sexy <laughs> for, for me it was just a little little overkill it's like yeah i get it he's a bad guy <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop with the the the, the droopy the the giant bags under his eyes you know um evil don't sleep Evil don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the chain he was wearing. 
<laughs> but I guess while I didn't like it, it did just really um, how he looks in person embodies how evil he is. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- there's no way you're looking at that guy saying, oh, maybe Luke can redeem him too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they got it spot on. I think if they would have put a mask on him, it would have probably humanized him like and made the audience less less okay with him whereas like like just like opposite of how darth vader is right like taking the mask off of darth vader humanizes him i think seeing this guy's face dehumanized (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah evil has made him ugly like he has he's definitely yeah you know taken on an image of of what he is so that leads us into the big finale which kind of introduces something that carries itself on to several other Star Wars films later on, in that we get a ground battle, a lightsaber fight, and a blow-up X-device thing all at once. We've got your ground team trying to blow up the thing on Endor, we've got your space team trying to blow up the Death Star, and then we've got Luke, Vader, lightsaber fight. The second Death Star was actually originally, I guess, in George's mind the Death Star. That was what the whole thing was building to was the Death Star. But he did, you know, at the time he was like, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to be able to make and stuff. So he, he had the Death Star in the first one. And that was the big, big ending to that one. But originally the Death Star was going to be the, the big, big finale kind of thing. Uh, so having the same thing twice, it doesn't bother me in this one because that's not the finale. That's not what it's all about. It's more about the ground battle and the emotional battle with Luke and Vader and, and the Emperor and stuff. Sure. So the extra Death Star is just kind of a small piece of, of what is a much bigger puzzle, whereas blowing up the Death Star in A New Hope is the goal. Like, that's the main thing, is blowing up that Death Star. But the other ones, there's just a lot more weight. To your point, I mean, I might just be a little jaded, but the full power of the new Death Star being an unsuccessful attack to destroy the rebel command ship is not as impressive as annihilating Alderaan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, see, I, I'm also okay with the second Death Star because it's like, yeah, of course you have two lying around. You don't just make one killer <laughs> planet. But the fact that the first one like blows up a planet, a planet, and then the second one can't even blow up a spaceship it lost its its juice for me at that point so in the lightsaber fight it deals with luke's teetering back and forth like is is he gonna join the dark side is it actually luke falling to the dark side i guess there was original drafts in george lucas's head where luke does fall to the dark side and that's you can Mm. you can kind of see where this could have gone because he he does fully unleash himself with anger. He swings at the Emperor. Darth Vader stops him. Did he swing yeah. with the intent to actually kill him? Or, you know, did he assume he would be stopped? Mm. And then he, you know, fully unleashes his anger after Vader brings up. Your feelings for them are strong. Especially for... Sister. If you will not turn to the dark side then perhaps she will. Ah! Goes, goes to town on him. 
Yeah. That's when he cuts off Vader's hand. He sees that Vader also has a robot hand, and that takes him back to the cave from Empire, where he kind of has like that self-realization, like, oh, he fell because of all this. And so there's kind of this idea that like Luke went to the dark side, but came back instead of fully going Anakin, like completely going emotion crazy or whatever and, and embracing the dark side. Um, there's this idea that like he, he goes to the edge, but then um, because he, mm. he throws the lightsaber, brings it back and he's like, you failed your highness. I am a Jedi like my father before me. Mm. And there's then a big turn from Luke. Like we don't see him get angry like that again. We do deal with Luke's impulsiveness throughout the series. So it's interesting to see him in that moment. Make a good choice. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess when I was watching the movie, I didn't think about it as being three separate battles going on simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was taking in content, I guess. And then, you know, when I'm remembering it, I'm thinking as it's three separate things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, now, now I want to rewatch it because, (laughs) you know, it's like, Oh, I, I am remembering it wrong. Like I mixed the timeline up completely in, in my head, but um, yeah, that's, I, I think because each sequence is so strong. All all the pieces that we've kind of built up to, it's 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 a good emotional climax for, for everybody. Yeah. 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 And so my brain just files in the way is like, uh, these are each separate from themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's um I dig it. I, I I like I like the Star Wars so far. Yeah. <laughs> um so the emperor gets thrown down the well. He sure does. With no lassie around to bark and tell us that that's where he's at. Uh, <laughs> he uh, dies. From a certain point of view. A certain point of view? <laughs> Palpatine dies. <laughs> we're, we're back. Everybody's celebrating. Everyone across the galaxy celebrating, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody's dancing, exciting and stuff. We see the Force ghosts. Yep. You said you remember the controversy behind Anakin being switched out. What are your thoughts on it, though? I have never seen the movie with the original character from 1983 being there. So I like the call back forward. <laughs> but when you watched it, having not watched the originals or having not watched the prequels yet, mm-hmm. you knew who that character was, though, just from seeing star Wars things. It's not like that was some random guy to you, right? Like you. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think the context of the, I mean, I know that Hayden Christensen played Anakin. So, I mean, I know who that was, but I think with even just within the context of the scene, we know that Vader tried to keep Luke and it looks like he succeeded uh, at keeping Luke from going to the dark side that, you know, maybe there was redemption and, I I really I really liked that because like I said everyone's rooting for Vader you know like at least mm-hmm. at least at the end he wasn't all all emperor but I think the the redemption is is in the fact that if Luke had gone to the dark side 
the world slash the galaxy would be so much worse. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, a planet blew up, which is awful. But if Luke went to the dark side, then even more planets could have blown up. So, eh. Any standout characters in this movie for you? Darth Vader. Um, I, I liked him in the last movie because he's like, I'll keep saying it because I just like it. You can rule with me, father and son. <laughs> he just wants to start up a family business and Luke's not interested. <laughs> and, um, and I, I like the, I like the character development a lot for him as a bad guy. I haven't seen very many movies from the late seventies, early eighties, but I don't feel like there are as many representations of the great characters like we've been talking about as there are in this movie. And we see Darth Vader go from this bad character to a, I don't know how I feel about him to a, Oh man, I, I really want him to win. I really want mm-hmm. like him to be the star of this show. I, I really, I really like him. Um, like you said, Boba Fett, has always had cool toys because he's got a jetpack. He has guns. His helmet is sweet. You know, Boba Fett just looks cool, uh, even though his mm-hmm. character is flat, especially in comparison to Darth Vader. But I mean, he he's he just looks cool, I guess. Yeah, Mister Vader is going to be my my favorite of the Your series. MVP this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet, sweet. I'm gonna say it's a trap. Akbar. Yep. There's a trap. There. <laughs> what is your rating system for return of the jedi i do enjoy how it ended even though as a movie i like empire strikes back more i think as a story i enjoy this one and so i'll give it five out of five stars and three out of three wilhelms (laughs) yep (laughs) this is definitely one that kind of to draw comparison back to Marvel currently uh, it's, it's your end game sort of everything is all all together. It's not representative of the whole series or anything, but it is everything that culminates together from before that turns out real, real nice for everybody. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Well, uh, join us next week when we time travel to the past future by going to Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. We still gonna do this. We we still we still gonna do it. It's gonna be real fun. Jar Jar sucks. So the Jar Jar hate begins. <laughs>agree that Jabba the Hutt is the perfect mascot for Las Vegas or vice versa, please share us with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at I have a good feeling about this because all the cool kids are doing it. New episodes every Tuesday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If we miss something or you have your own thoughts on our theories, rate and review our show from wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.